Welcome to Monahan's North Bay. Mike's unique take on everything and your way to get plugged into our community. Here's Mike Monahan. This week on Monahan's North Bay, we continue our conversation with Chuck Paltz. He's with the North Bay Perry Sound District Health Unit. Uh, we had a great conversation with him last week about uh, restaurants and how things are changing there. This week, we're going to talk about the family picnics, or I guess the picnics down at the waterfront and the uh, the free hot dogs. And we're also going to talk about your water and your animals. Chuck Paltz in just a second here at Monahan's North Bay. It's brought to you by the North Bay Regional Health Center Foundation's Cancer Care Close to Home campaign. You can donate today, cancercareclosetohome.com. Chuck Paltz is a public health inspector, the North Bay Perry Sound District Health Unit. Um, we sat down to have a little chit-chat um, for this podcast, and we talked for about an hour. So I've broken it up into different bits and pieces, um, and uh, so let's get back into it. Uh, Chuck, a uh, couple questions. I've got a list of things I want to run down. First thing, uh, tell me about the church bake sale. No problem. Uh, most of the product is is cookies, cakes, things like that that don't have a lot of moisture in them. Bacteria just don't grow in, in that stuff. It's it, they're pretty, they're very safe. Free hot dog down at the waterfront. <laughs> Again, hot dogs. They're pre cooked. They're full of nitrates. Uh, they're full of preservatives. So, not many self respecting bacteria will actually grow in there. <laughs> that's that's one of the reasons why. You know, for, for those sort of things. Self-respecting bacteria. <laughs> I'll be stealing some of these lines, by the way. You're, you're welcome to them. <laughs> okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's why for those sort of events, um, yeah, pre-cooked uh, sausages and hot dogs are the only things that are allowed for a lot of those kind of events. Um, the uh, and, then, and then the free hamburger. Mm-hmm. Same... Yeah, and, and for those for the big events like that too, we, we require them to, to use pre cooked hamburgers. So the frozen pre cooked burgers, a lot of the uh, for all the major you know brands sell that that now. So really, all you're doing, I mean, you, if you want to, you could eat it, you know, frozen or right, or, right. But, but I mean, all you're really doing is heating it up and serving it. One of the things I did notice is that every time someone does something like that, they have a hand washing station, which. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh yeah, I like that. That's that. Maybe in the last maybe five or ten years, mm-hmm. uh, that has really you know you, you start to see them pop up. Uh, but uh, you know, twenty years ago or when I was young, I mean, I'd take a hot dog from anybody. You know, <laughs> you just walk in, you down at the park or Lee Park, mm-hmm. and and it would be like uh, somebody's giving away hot dogs. The union or they you know they're having. <laughs> oh yeah, give me, give me. Can I get one for my sister? <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, there is no hand washing. <laughs> equipment back then i'm assuming that's a requirement now it is it is and and uh, people have to understand that that hand sanitizers are okay but they don't get rid of the dirt and the dirt's what hides the bacteria on your hands and so they're okay sanitizers are good in addition to hand washing but hand washing really is the gold standard and uh and it's so easy to do i mean all you do all you need is you know one of those big camp coolers with a spigot on it so you've got running water um Liquid soap, paper towels, and a bucket to catch your wastewater, and you've got a hand wash station. So, Easy as that. Yeah. And and what cost? I mean, it's probably under 10 bucks. So. Yeah, I used to see there, there was a short time where in uh, public restrooms, they'd, they'd, they still had soap and water, but they would put the sanitizer up uh, thinking that I get me upset, what was okay. And then I just remember reading something that no, 
yeah. out of the washroom, sanitizer is not acceptable. No. It's, uh, it's uh, soap and water. And like I said, it's it's that part of that that is just that physical act of, of you know rinsing your hands that gets rid of a lot of stuff that's on them. So one of the things I didn't realize is that you inspect the water system. We do. We, uh, I mean, that was part of uh, what came out of Walkerton, right? Was that uh, that we were required to? I mean, we always did, but uh, there was just a greater emphasis on on the communication between. The waterworks owners, whoever's operating it, whether it's them or or a third party, and um, and the Ministry of the Environment, which is now the Ministry of the Environment, Climate Change and Parks, yeah, MECP, I think. The names keep changing, so sometimes you, you lose track. But uh, um, so yeah, so we have uh, you know regular meetings with the uh, with the environment folks. We have uh, and in North Bay, the city runs it now. It used to be yeah, Ontario right. Clean Water. That's right. And then we've taken it over. Yeah. We run our own uh, water plant. Yeah. Um, and the health unit inspects that. The plant right. itself? No, we, we, we just get the results. Finished product. Yeah. And so it's, uh, yeah, and, you know, we're on monitoring things like, like the, the PFAS situation, right? That's something that's, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with. You're Is this it. something to do with plastics or? It's to do with fire retardants. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Lee's Creek. They're apparently they were using uh, they're using this uh, foam fire retardant up at the uh, the base there for for many years and they're using it for for all kinds of firefighting uh, training up there too, and uh, it started to show up uh, in Lee's Creek in uh, fairly fairly high numbers. Who do, who who so, found that and how did they find it? Interestingly enough, it was Department of National Defense that found it. And um, they found it because they had uh, an incident down in in the uh, in the hole, and um, so they had to use some of this foam. And they were checking. There's there's drainage from the hole that goes out as well. And so they were checking. And they were checking the the drainage in Lee's Creek. And as a control, you check stuff from up upstream as well to see how it compares downstream upstream. Well, the strange thing that they found was the upstream numbers were actually higher than the downstream numbers. So that's when they discovered that there was a problem. Do they have to call the local health unit? That's oh. the that's the Department of National Defense. <laughs> Can they now just classify, put it in a file, close <laughs> the drawer, and uh, put it put it back in the hole? Uh, if if it was just on their property, they possibly could have, I suppose. But yeah. uh, but no, once it's uh, once it's off the property, yeah, they have to deal with it. And so, um, yeah, so so I mean, I I don't know if you've seen the the, the news items about that, but. There's the lo- local recently just posted signs about people not uh, not eating Fishing, fish yes. out, out of uh, Lee's yeah. Creek because there's some brook trout in there. I'm assuming it's linked to cancer, right? It is. is. The, it is. Yeah, yeah. long term consumption kind of kind of problem, and uh, and it's one of those things that it's one of those strange chemicals that most people wouldn't know the name of if you if you didn't just call it PFAS, right? It's right. A great big long name, and um, there are no standards for it. In Canada, we know we don't know what a safe level is. We right. don't know what an acceptable level is. So, so we're just in the process of trying to, to to figure that out. What about our tap water? Is that is that being tested as well daily, weekly? Do you randomly test a house, or can people bring their water in to be tested from their house on the water system? Uh, no, they can't bring it in. Uh, the The city actually has to do that. They're, they they have a sampling regimen that they have to follow, and and part of that is taking samples throughout the distribution system. So if you if you want, you can call them up and volunteer to have your taps tested, 
and they'll also come in and test for for lead. I was well. going to say, is there fear of lead pipes in the city? There are. There yeah. are. There's a lot of a lot of older houses still. And uh, does the lead actually the, go into the water? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh yeah. And uh, and where's the lead piping? Is it the city pipe or is it the is the home made with instead of copper pipes, lead pipes? Um, there would be some lead pipes in the house, but there's also lead solder. Right. They used to use a lot of lead in the solder that connected all the copper pipes. Right. Okay. Uh, and then plus the, the intakes, there there would be some lead there as well. So it's one of those issues that, that if you know that you've got it or you suspect that you have it, um, you know, you can you can change your procedures a little bit. I mean, when you wake up in the morning, you don't open the tap and, and drink the first glass of water that comes out. You right. Know, you flush your tap for, for a minute or two, get all the stuff that's been sitting in the pipes, collecting some of that lead, flush that out, and then... As simple as the first the, shower of the day. Yeah. Uh, clears all out. Yeah, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. So just a matter of like you know per- perhaps changing your routine. Right. A little bit makes sense. Yeah. Anything covered by the health unit that maybe I might be or we might be surprised that you take care of? Animal bites, right? Any animal bites that uh, that that go to a hospital or doctor's office, bites, scratches, whatever, have to be reported to the health unit, and that's part of our rabies prevention program. And so what we'll do is we'll follow up with the animal owner, if we can find the animal owner, and check on the animal's vaccination status, um, observe the animal for 10 days, because rabies can only be passed on, basically, if you've watched Old Yeller. Uh, ba- rabies can only, only be passed on before the animal dies. A few days you know, before it dies, the, uh, the, the virus gets into the brain at that point, and then it starts to get into the saliva and, right. and all the bodily fluids. So... Um, so yeah, so what our procedures, we keep the, we keep the animal under observation for 10 days and it's not, it's not a strict, you know, people think of, you know, that we're going to take a dog away and, you know, put it in the cage. That's right. Uh, no, it's, it's basically like house arrest for the dog yeah, or the cat or whatever. And, um, so, you know, you keep it under observation. It's, it's already been in contact with your family members, so we don't need to worry about keeping them away from it. Right. right? And, um, so and at the end of 10 days, if it's still alive and healthy, we know there's absolutely no chance of, of any kind of rabies involvement. Do we get rabies around here? We do get rabies in the area. I mean, we haven't had it in a domestic animal in a long time, but we've had uh, two cases, uh, one in Mattawa, one in Chisholm uh, within the last five years. And uh, those were both bats. Chuck Pult, he is a health inspector with the North Bay Perry Sound District Health Unit. Chuck, thank you. Monahan's North Bay, it is brought to you by the North Bay Regional Health Center Foundation's Cancer Care Close to Home campaign. You can donate today. CancerCareClosetoHome.com This has been Monahan's North Bay, and now you're plugged into our community. Subscribe now and listen to the next episode of Monahan's North Bay with Mike Monahan.